if you are interested in speaking and you're a woman, own your value. You know, you're not selling your time. You're selling the value that you bring. And I think lots of times we settle for the opportunity. And so own your value and then ask for that value when the opportunity to speak comes up. Don't settle. I'm sitting here with Kim Garst. This is Star of the Doubts. I'm Jared Easley. Kim, welcome to the show. I was super excited to be here. Thanks for asking me. Well, speaking of here, we are in San Diego. What brings you to San Diego? Well, I am speaking here. This is my fifth year. First year I was in Tindy. And the last four years, well, to include this one, I'm speaking. So amazing event. Very well done. The networking is super. Love coming each and every year. Now, Kim, let's not kid ourselves. You come to this event. There's 3,000 people. And people love Kim Garst. What's that like for you? Because so you're funny. constantly turning around and you're saying hi. And just now you're saying hi. Yeah. Yeah. What's that like? It's weird, surreal almost, because I just think of myself as me. Right. And, you know, it's the same like when I make a list, you know, whether it's social media influence or, or some digital marketer list or whatever, I'm like pinch me. Like, you know, I never envisioned myself to be where I am. So, and I, like I say, I just think I'm just the same as everybody else. And to a certain degree, when you come here, I know that people are going to know me, but it happens in the strangest places. I mean, sometimes I'm in Tampa where I live and I'm having lunch with my family and someone runs up and says, Hey, oh my goodness. Yes. And <laughs> my family's like, what's going on? This yeah, is weird. You're just, you're just Aunt Kim. <laughs> exactly. <what are> you? <laughs> exactly. And I agree, but it is, it's an honor, honestly, to know that people feel that way about me, you know, that I've made an impact, that I've given some value because that's a, much of my heart is, you know, how can I make an impact? So to know that, you know, I've resonated with someone to the degree that they recognize me and want to talk to me and things of that nature, it's my blessing, you know, so it, it's, it's kind of hard to explain it, but that's the way I feel about it. Kim, part of the blessing is what you've described where people know who you are and you have some success. And, but with that comes those folks that are trying to connect for the wrong reasons. Maybe they're selfish. Maybe they're trying to use you to their advantage. So I'm, I'm curious. I know you've run into this. What's that like? How do you navigate that? How do you determine what can be a good connection versus you know something you just don't need to spend a lot of time on well i've learned to basically gate those you know and and i send them back through my assistant so i'm like oh you know send me your stuff and in other words instead of committing on the spot to something that i really don't know enough about to say i'm going to commit or not i just have them send everything to my assistant then she becomes the gatekeeper for me. You know, if I decide, hey, I don't want to do that. You know, Kim's just really busy and, you know, she really doesn't have time for that. I know that's a little bit of a, you know, maybe a cop out, but it helps me. It keeps me from being the bad guy all the time. I like it. <laughs> I think that's a, yeah. a prudent way and, and a responsible way. To and I have a hard time saying no. So it's the only way for me to say no without it, you know, coming across like I'm just being, you know, nasty, you know, or not supporting sure. their, whatever their, you know, whatever they wanted me to do for them. You know? Right. And it's inevitable as you continue to have wins, right? you're going to have responsibilities that don't allow you to just say yes to just anything. Right. And I want to say yes, I do. Sure. I want to help other, you yeah, know, you're somebody's, not heartless. Got, right, somebody's got a brand new podcast. I would love to s support everybody, but you do have 
you know, when you're building a business, you have assign a dollar value to what your time is worth, you know, and it's sometimes it's not always feasible to say, okay, that's a brand new podcast. Is there any value really other than me doing something that I want to do to help someone else out? Right. And sometimes that's hard to like face that, you know, but as business owners, we have to make the hard decisions sometimes, you know, realize you're not, you can't do everything. You have to decide, you have to pick and choose sometimes. What are some life lessons that you are learning right now? I had a very amazing experience earlier where a gal sat down next to me and she said she had gotten some advice. Basically, the advice was that there was no money serving small business owners and she needed to go and work with big brands. And I said to her, instead of contradicting the advice, because I serve small business owners and I know there is money there because I have a sizable business. And so I said, well, oh, how do you feel about that? And you know, who do you want to serve? And she said, well, small business owners. I'm like, then why are you listening to this advice? <laughs> you know, in your heart that that's not who you want to serve. I said, you know, so we went through the whole process of, you know, basically just asking her how she felt about the back, you know, back and forth with some, some, some questions. But I guess the lesson I learned was that you never know when you're going to make an impact. So the conversation that I had with her based on just listening and giving her not an emphatic, hey, this is the only route to go, was helping her work through the process to where she arrived at her own answer. And the lesson that I learned in that conversation was you never know what kind of conversations you're going to have that are going to make an impact. She sat there beside of me and cried her eyes out because I helped her stop going down a road that she would have hated and ultimately might not have made a good business model for her. And I guess that's my point. The lesson was that you never know what you say and how it's going to have an impact and how you can ultimately help people. Do you have an example of a time when you were going down a path and and then you had to stop? Many. Can you share? (laughs) Absolutely. So I've been in her shoes. I have been in a place where I was serving the wrong person, you know, couldn't make an impact. So much of where I come from is about impact. You know, how can I make a difference? And it's not all about the money for me. It's always about, I mean, I, you know, we're in business, so we want to make money. I mean, obviously, or we wouldn't be in business, but a bigger driving force for me is the impact. You know, can I help someone? And so I've worked with big brands before you know, worked with customers where our clients where, you know, it takes six months for them to get approval to install Google Analytics on their website. No joke. That's frustrating for me, you know. So that's one of the reasons I circled back to small business owners and entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, because they're my peeps. They are me uh, or a previous version of me anyway. And I understand their struggles and I know I can help them. And so that's been a pivot for me. You know, I pivoted from you know, serving a uh, big business to the small business owner where they're people I, they're my peeps. They're the people I really care about serving. So that's definitely a one instance for sure. Kim, what are, would you say are your top priorities at this season of your life? My top priorities, you know, when I first started my business way back, you know, it's so funny, your why changes, right. you know, for me, when I first started my business, literally about tw- almost 26 years ago now, I wanted to make $200 to pay the car payment. You know, that was my goal. And I think a lot of people start there where just a little extra money will make a difference, you know, for them and their family. 
that's no longer my goal. You know, I, that's not my why. My children are now grown in college or, you know, have their own, own lives. So for what drives me now, honestly, is the impact. You know, how can I help someone else shorten the journey, you know, to a profitable business? Because it was a long road for me, you know, and if I can use my experiences and help someone else get there faster, then that's what drives me now. That's my why. One of the things I love about you, Kim, we mentioned this right before the recording, is that you are someone who looks out for other women speakers, other women in the digital space. And I want to hear from you why that's important and what are some things that stick out to you about that? Well, you know, I don't want to like bash or anything, but it's a problem. There is a big disparity, you know, because social media is a crossover into the kind of the tech space a little bit, you know, a lot of, I think there's the impression in some cases that, you know, men may be more knowledgeable than some women. I don't know what the impression is. I can't, honestly, I shouldn't even say that because I don't know what people think, you know, and I can't, I shouldn't even say that. So, but there is a disparity. There is you know, it's tougher for women in some cases to get speaking opportunities, or even if it's not tougher, the amount of speaking fee that's paid to a woman versus a man is very much a divide. And so I think I really don't care for that divide sure. <laughs> because I think there's a lot of women who have amazing knowledge bases and can share, you know, content and make a difference just as well as, as a lot of the guys. So I'd love to see that bridge, you know, cross and shortened maybe so that there's not that big of a divide ultimately. What can like emerging people in the digital space or, or event space, what can they be thinking about to hopefully change some of that? Well, I think, you know, if you are in the conference space and you're looking for speakers, being aware of the problem out the gate, I think is the first step. You know, realizing that, you know, the audience that you are attracting to your event more than likely is a mix, you know, a female, male mix. Now, if it's not, then it may not be, you, you, you know, if it's all male dominated, as, as you know, your attendees are mostly men, then maybe you want to go for all men speakers, you know, sure. you feel like they'll have more of an impact and they'll be more well received. But if you do have a mix of attendees, I think there needs to be some balance you know, and have having both women and men speakers. And frankly, it's hard to find women speakers that are, you know, willing to put themselves out there, you know, give value, share their knowledge and that kind of thing. So you, I think it's a balancing act. You really do have to, one, be aware that there's a problem. And then whatever your budget is, don't try to go. I, I, we, I just had this conversation with someone else. Honestly, you know, a lot of times when you're, you're trying to find speakers for events, you think you have to go for the big names. People don't care about the big names for the most part. They care about the content and they want to know that they're going to come and they're going to learn great stuff. Yeah. So instead of like putting all of your, your dollars, your eggs in the basket of this big name, you know, find good people who have great content and then just divide it up. Yeah. You know, that would be my recommendation instead of, saying, oh, you know, I'm going to give this speaker $25,000 and this speaker who's also doing a keynote $4,000 or, you know, $2,000 or, you know, whatever. So I've actually had that happen to me where, you know, I was a keynote, someone else was a keynote, their speaking fee was 25 and mine was, you know, substantially less. (laughs) Oh, did that lead, did that come up after the fact? You know, frankly, it's not his fault. It's my fault because I agreed, right? I agreed to that speaking fee. Yeah. So I have to own it. 
guessing that was a little bit of a lesson learned. It was some a huge hand. lesson yeah. learned. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, for us as women, we have, you know, if we agree to speak for it, it's not their fault. You know, yeah. I mean, well, in fairness, there'd be certain people would be like, hey, you know, whatever X amount is, is an opportunity and I'll take it. Absolutely. And maybe they feel they don't get the opportunity otherwise. Right. So, yeah, that makes yeah. sense to me. Kim, we'll start to wrap up. Uh, two questions I love to ask is the first one, where can people connect with you online? My website is KimGarst.com. Mm-hmm. You can find me on any social platform under my name, Kim Garst. Google me. I promise you'll find me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and final thoughts. Final thoughts. Wow. Well, I think if you are interested in speaking and you're a woman, own your value. You know, you're not selling your time. You're selling the value that you bring. And I think lots of times we settle, you know, for the opportunity. You know, we'll either speak for free or, you know, think we're going to get in front of our demographic. That rarely happens, in my opinion. And so, you know, own your value. And then ask for that value when the opportunity to speak comes up. Don't settle. Well said. Kim, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. 